Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Sandy Toxvig, and this is We Will Get Past This, where I welcome you into my calm room of books so I can share tales from history of various deeds. Some brave, some baffling, others downright idiotic in a bid to comfort the soul in this challenging time we find ourselves in. Some of these were recorded with specific dates in mind, but as we've all come to realise, none of that kind of thing really matters. My diary's wide open. There are no rules about when something can be enjoyed, so take a moment to relax and remember this. We will get past this. Hello there, come on in. Right, news of the week. Okay, it's lockdown. It is not going to be that exciting. I've had a haircut. Well, uh, truth is, Debbie got fed up with me looking like one of those busts of Beethoven they used to keep in the school music room and took the scissors to me. I like it. I think I'm on the verge of looking fashionable, although I am hardly someone to even mention the word fashion. I've never really been interested. Given the choice, I wear a plaid shirt in the winter, something brightly coloured in the summer, and jeans all year long. Lots of women like to dress up, I'm just not one of them. Uh, The nearest I ever got to being a femme fatale is I was once in a very serious car accident. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate the importance clothes can play. For many women, what they look like in the mirror at home helps give them the confidence to stride out into the world. And I get that. It was the introduction of bloomers and then trousers to women's wardrobes which enabled them to get on a bicycle and ride out in search of greater fulfilment perhaps than just sewing, cleaning and childcare. It's hard to believe the struggle women had to be released from the corset and other confining garments. Trousers have been around in the Western world since ancient times. Get on a horse in a robe and you soon find yourself thinking, oh, there must be something you could wear to stop the chafing. Persian and Asian horse riders knew this, but at first the Greeks and the Romans thought trousers were ridiculous. It didn't take them long to realise that no one can win a battle while their nether parts are being rubbed raw on a saddle. In ancient times, trousers were worn by both sexes. There is a marvellous two and a half thousand year old urn in the British Museum of an Amazon wearing fashionable looking trousers and carrying a shield. Yet by the 18th and 19th century, there was a misconception that it was a male garment, had always been a male garment, and the world would come to an end if women showed the shape of their legs. Laws were passed making it illegal for women to dare to wear such a thing. In the 1850s, when the great French artist Rosa Bonheur wanted to wear trousers so that she might comfortably sketch outdoors, she had to get a police permit. In fact, an old Parisian bylaw requiring women to ask permission from city authorities before 
dressing as men, including wearing trousers, uh, with pleasing exceptions for those holding a bicycle, handlebar or the reins of a horse, wasn't officially revoked until 2013. The world still moves slowly, for it wasn't until March 2019 that a federal judge in North Carolina declared that a school's requirement that girls wear skirts was unconstitutional. How on earth had it come to a court case? Uh, insofar as I am interested in clothes at all, then it is a something which makes us all feel better. June 26th marks the loss to the fashion world of the American fashion designer and businesswoman Liz Claiborne. Even a deadbeat like me can recognise how significant she was in helping working women in the 1970s to access stylish but affordable clothing. In 1976, she took her personal savings and launched her own company, creating what I've learnt are known as separates, which could be mixed and matched to make a wardrobe on a budget seem bigger than it was. She helped make career women feel confident, and on the way, she changed shopping forever. From the beginning, Liz was determined to do things differently. She insisted that department stores display her line of clothes in a section by themselves. It was the first time customers had been encouraged to select garments by brand name only in one place in the shop. I mean, now you see it all the time. It was a huge success. Within 10 years, she had become the first woman to found a company that joined the Fortune 500 list of America's largest corporations. I love the sound of her. She wanted to stop what she saw as male hierarchies in the world of fashion, so all employees in her corporate directory were listed not in order of importance, but alphabetically. She controlled meetings by ringing a glass bell, and she loved to pose as a saleswoman to see what average women thought of her clothes. When she retired, she established a foundation that distributed millions to environmental causes and nature conservation projects around the world. Of course, let's not knock those who love the fairy tale of fashion. It was on June 26th, 1953, that the style icon Jacqueline Bouvier woke up officially engaged to John F. Kennedy. She was a high society gal marrying into one of the most distinguished families in America. When they married in September of that year, it was considered the social event of the season. Jackie, as I feel relaxed enough to call her, wore a fabulous, you shall go to the ball, white wedding dress made of ivory silk taffeta. I mean, I say that like I know what I'm talking about. All I know is it was a gorgeous dress which any fairy godmother would have been thrilled to have conjured up. In fact, it wasn't conjured, it was made by Anne Lowe, the first African-American to become a noted fashion designer. Anne was born in 1898 in Clayton, Alabama, at a time when the oppressive Jim Crow laws were still in operation. She learned to sew from her mother and grandmother. She got married in 1912, but when her husband demanded that she give up her work as a seamstress, she packed up her needles and left. She took their son and moved to New York City, where she enrolled at S.T. Taylor Design School. But this was 1917, the school was segregated and she had to attend classes in a room by herself. Nevertheless, she graduated and in 1919 opened her first dress salon in Tampa, Florida. It was a triumph and within 10 years she was back in New York City designing for the top stores. In 1946 she designed the dress that Olivia de Havilland wore to accept the Academy Award for Best Actress for To Each His Own, but the gown was credited to someone else. Anne knew she needed to work for herself, so she and her son opened Anne Lowe's gowns on Lexington Avenue in 1950. It was an instant success and high society 
flocked to her. The dress she made for Jacqueline Bouvier to float down the aisle was stunning. It remains one of the most iconic wedding day looks of all time. The story behind it, though, makes anyone who's ever made anything shudder. For two months, Lowe and her team worked on the 50 yards of silk taffeta, creating the elaborate folds which made the gowns so unique. They were 10 days away from the wedding when there was a flood in their studio and everything, the wedding dress and those of the bridesmaids, was ruined. Anne rolled up her sleeves, bought more fabric, hired more staff and worked night and day to recreate the wonder she had already made once. She never told anyone and she ended the commission $2,000 in debt. You can imagine her exhaustion as she arrived to deliver the dresses. An exhaustion which must also have been mixed with pride. She had delivered on time, except when she got to the house, a member of staff told her to use the service entrance in the back. Anne is said to have looked him in the eye and replied that she would rather take the dress back. Carrying her creations, she walked in the front door. Every newspaper in the country wrote about the frock in exquisite detail. No one credited Anne. Most painful of all, when the bride herself was asked who designed the dress, she reportedly responded, a coloured dressmaker did it. I like to think there is a nice end to this story. Years later, when Anne was losing her sight and had fallen into debt, an anonymous benefactor stepped in to help financially. Anne always felt it was Jackie Kennedy. There's lots about the fashion world today which needs addressing. The imagery used to sell unnatural and unhealthy body shapes as desirable, the environmental costs, forced and traffic labour, and so on. At its best, though, it is great to feel good about yourself, however you choose to express that. And we should remember those in the past who have helped women and men be themselves. I found an old bowler hat. I'm thinking of wearing it. What does that say about me? Nothing really, just that I once saw Mary Poppins and liked Mr Banks best. Where would you like? Be comfortable. Oh, quick note. Uh, next week in the UK, lockdown begins to come to an end. Alex Bell and I set out to do these talks to help people in isolation. Now we all need to go out again into the hideously named new normal. So next week will be the last of these. Well, for the moment. I mean, who knows what the future holds? In the meantime, take care, be kind. We will get past this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 